Welcome to Survivor Cast International. I'm Cody. And I'm Jacqueline. And today, Jackie's a little <laughs> low energy, a little drugged up. She's recovering from surgery. We found the right combination where I'm no longer writhing in pain. Just long enough to record this episode, because that's how committed we are. <laughs> Sound quality may be a little echoey this week. We're in the bed. Yes, this is a special slumber potty. Slumber potty. Yeah. Slumber party, in fact. Slumber party podcast. So go to your ca- your uh, your bathroom cabinets, grab your favorite prescription drugs, take a couple, get on your PJs, hop Put in on bed. Those fuzzy slippers. And listen along. Get in the Jackie mindset. No, but she is recovering. It's only day one, and she's doing a great job. Appreciate all the positive vibes. Yeah. All the I, pre- and post-surgery positive vibes sent Jackie's way. Lots of people way. have been very kind, and I really appreciate it. Love it. It's like, this is hard. It's been a really, if you're new to listening to us, like, I've been dealing with this for a year and a half because I fell on the ice at recess with fifth graders playing outside, um, like, three weeks before the pandemic hit. So it's been a long time and it's and been a lot of pain, but hilarious. The horrors of American bureaucracy, mm-hmm. the city claims that the school playground isn't their responsibility. The school claims that it's the city's responsibility and not theirs. So nobody salted it. There's lots of uh, ice and snow in Minnesota in winter time. The children were okay, but the, you know, a teacher had fallen and hurt their head. and Jackie, They got a concussion. Jackie. Someone else has broken an arm from falling on the ice. Yeah, it's it's really crazy. And you can't sue anybody. You know? Well, because it's technically city property. So our custodial staff would be breaking their contract. And if they were to get hurt, they wouldn't be covered. Right. And the city's like, well, it's a park. We don't go salt all our parks. And it's like, well, this is on a fucking public it's, it school playground. It just happens to be connected to you an elementary school. And they just happen to use it as their playground. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's going on. That's so if you're I'm... a lawyer and you want to like <laughs> see if you can attack this, let a girl know. That's why it's a little echoey this week. <laughs> for all those reasons. It's like that that meme. Have you seen that meme where um there's like a tiny domino and there's a dude pushing it. And then way far off, there's a giant domino. So it's like... Oh, Archduke Ferdinand gets assassinated and then way down here. And all what's some consequence of World War II. Some Lots of Jewish people murdered. Donald Trump gets elected on the back of Nazis or something. Oh, you know, like yeah, some like okay. far from things. So it's like school mm. doesn't salt. Playground is the tiny domino. And the big one is Survivor Cast International's second week coverage of South Africa. Africa. Immunity Island is a little echoey. I love it. <laughs> Butterfly effects. So speaking of which, we are talking Survivor, South Africa, number two, Immunity Island. Island. Talking that recap, Jason gone last week. Yep. I don't even remember who Jason is, to be honest with you. you Oh, kind of. Yeah. People are really like surprised by the blind side, but his man bun needed to go. Yeah, it did. And it, it went. Chappie got that fire, that sweet, sweet fire win last week. Oh, yeah. Chappie was fucking great. And, you know, there there are times in this episode where Chappie stands out as well. But he's kind of like, he's done a good job of, like, being an 
awesome leader. Yes. And then fading back into tribal like unity. Absolutely. So that he's not painting a huge target on his back, which I think is really smart. He does. We'll get to it. But Chappie shines at certain points in this episode. Um, and then, yeah, the the last thing, Sean at tribal. And I think Sean also has a bit of redemption in this episode for me as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know. So jumping right into it. Yeah. Um, Paul on the Vuna tribe. And we Saint had a little. Paul. Yes, we had a little bit of trouble last week remembering what the emblem for the Vuna tribe was. And it is a skull. So shout out to Santoni and a few other people, a few other lovely listeners who gave us that info absolutely paul saint paul saint paul he's he literally does everything he built the the bamboo cathedral that they're all going to live with (laughs) i want to anoint him the saint of the podcast i really love paul on this episode oh he's i i'm pretty sure i have like Paul is Superman or something in my you, notes. You called somewhere? him Superman verbally during the, uh, our watch along to the immunity challenge, hmm. or maybe it was the reward challenge. I think it was maybe a reward. I, you know, he's quiet and charismatic, and he has a winning smile, and he's rocking quite a great shirt throughout this episode. I, you know, I did not catch his shirt, but I agree with the rest of that. Look for it next time. I, because I'm sure he'll be wearing something similar because you're on an island with not a lot of changes. We have the. You know, we've anointed other holy figures through watching along. <laughs> I don't know if it was the voice of God or something, the spirit of Survivor. Yes. Paul's got to be the saint of the pod. Saint of the pod. Saint Paul of the pod. Saint Paul of the pod. We live in Saint Paul of the pod. We do live in Saint Paul. Fucking crazy. So, okay. Carla is fussy at pinty oh yeah out this episode they do not get along at all and that comes to a head here when we get to the end but we'll talk a little bit about it throughout because you know carla says something that she's going to give herself three days yes i was going to ask you how do you feel about carla's three-day rule i think it's appropriate for a survivor totally you're not going to be married to any opinion on anyone until after three days but she does like okay i have got this three-day rule i've waited the three days i fucking hate pinty 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 yeah it i really want to settle on a pronunciation but people throughout the episode also pronounce it differently which makes it a little tough you think it's pinty i pinty could you like record a little video of you saying your name correctly so that we cannot sound like idiots when trying to talk about you the thing is you know i i don't hate carla but I love Pinty. I love Pinty. I got to side with my girl Pinty. You know, she's part of the, not only a part of our fantasy tribe, but even aside from that, I just generally like Pinty's vibe a little bit more. And I don't agree with Carla's frustrations with Pinty, at least from what I've seen. No, and I'm really fucking sick of white women calling black women aggressive because they're pointed and opinionated. I know that like, I... I was going to ask later, but there's a question that emerges in my mind while watching this episode of like, is Pinty aggressive and rude and too domineering or is she just opinionated and direct? Right. I think it's absolutely that she's opinionated and direct. I completely agree. She's not trying to bullshit you. She's not trying to like beat around the bush. Pinty is just like, hey, I want to have a conversation. I'm not going to like fuck around. And like, if I feel something and I see something, I'm going to say it. 
Well, and I think especially if I see something like mm-hmm. if, if I see something else happening from what you're telling me, I'm not just going to smile and go along. I'm going to ask questions that like, I, I don't I forget who it is. We'll talk about it later. She's talking to Mark and Mark says some things that don't quite add up for Pinty. And she like interrogates him. And it's yeah. like, well, what are you talking about? That doesn't make sense. Right. I like Pinty. I like Pinty a lot, too. No matter what happens on this episode, I'm glad that she was a part of our tribe. You stand Pinty. Hashtag we stand Pinty. Um, anything else before we hop over to Zumbra? Uh, no, that's all I've got. So talking, talking Zumbra. Izumbra. Yeah, Sean is really wanting Dino out at this point, And he is working really hard to put a target on his back. He On Dino's back. On Dino's back. Sean also pointedly has no regrets from last week. No. He like, I was fighting for my life. That's just how it goes. I really think we're right that like he doesn't feel. I think Sean thinks that he fought his way out from being eliminated last week. Sean, not at all. People just decided that Jason was like ready to go. Which I mean, I I will say, Sean. You know, I I think we ended last week with some harsh words against Sean. He does win me back somewhat. Absolutely, um, uh, especially near the end of the episode. But here at the front, he's like, I. There's moments later on in the episode. Um, between him and Dino that like this, this frustration and like angst between them at the beginning, oh, sorry, uh, <laughs> totally comes around. Like it totally like flips 180. Totally. Okay. Well, um, Renair and Amy secret Alliance sneaking off into the, the foliage together where no one's, a, you know? Yeah. I need a showmance. Give, give a girl a showmance. Yeah. Okay. I'd be down with the rate. There's another possibility that yeah, comes up is. later, but I didn't even consider I, the Rainier Amy. I, you know, oh, I'm in for it. Oh, Rainier. That's Amy talking. Amy. Oh, Amy. And that's Rainier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like, you know, we're not stuck to gender stereotypes on this podcast. Never. Rainier, last week I said he looks like a young Bob Ross. This week I'm feeling young Bob Dylan. Okay. And these are all compliments, Rainier. Oh, you're obsessed with both of those people. I wish I had, you know, I've got a curly do, but it's not quite that curly. No, it's not, but it's still nice, babe. Want those Colin Bunn curls? Hashtag Survivor CNU. Check out our Survivor CNU coverage. (laughs) You're such a dark. Anything else before we head into reward? The last thing I want to say before we hop into reward is, um, you know, you you get the recap, you get your toes wet into the episode a little mm-hmm. bit, and then we jump into the intro music. Right. And this is a the music is great, and it's a really great, concise intro. It's like 15 seconds long. Gives you all the people with their names and done and done. Really and good I stuff. And I love that it's after, like, recap, a little bit of stuff, Boom. giving you the intro. Um, also, along with the music, there's this great, as they're walking into tr- reward, it's like boom, 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 drumming that's going on. That is fucking awesome. Yes. Heavy on the percussion. I super really it. like it. Okay. So the reward is a fishing kit. You have to swim four at a time to a water gate. You have to grab fish traps. Inside the fish traps are puzzle pieces. Yes. Got to complete the puzzle. You win the fishing kit. It's so funny when some when they... What's the host's name? Nico. Nico. When Nico reveals the fishing kit, someone yells out, Oh, that's proper. And I, I have like, that same fucking note. love it. That's the thing. Like, okay, we, I know we have some non American listeners. We have a lot of non United States, a lot of non North American listeners. Absolutely. 
it's one of the things I love about watching the International Survivor series is you just pick up on these lovely phrases, turn of, you know, turn of wordplay. Yeah, that's, I love it. That's proper. I know exactly oh, what it's saying. Proper? I just fucking love that turn of phrase. It's I wonder, so good. Hey, if we've got any things that we say, any, you know, American or Midwest manners of speaking that you love, hashtag that's proper. Yeah, and tell us what it is. So, okay. And then speaking of phrases, Nico, I love the the host, right? They pick up on their Jeff Probst-isms that yeah. have carried over. Worth playing for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nico. That's I, definitely worth playing for, Nico. We've got Anisu. She's sitting out for the Vuna tribe on this one. Right. Um, and this is, again, Paul's Superman moment. He just, like, so you're running and swimming out to this thing, and he, like, flings his, like, he's moving so quickly it's insane it's paul starts to remind me of mandla from season two of survivor south africa where he's he's quiet he's a huge physical threat he is so observant he's observant and intelligent he's charismatic it's so hard when you're a quiet person on survivor but Mm -hmm. sometimes you can be both charismatic and quiet and that's a nice winning combination to win people over absolutely because you're not like in anybody's face but you're always kind. You're always having like positive interactions and you're really helpful around camp. Like is that you're going to fucking sneak through and then dominate. I yes. bet kindness, positivity and being helpful at camp while flying under the radar and being a physical threat. Those are Mandela vibes. Whoever got Paul on their fantasy pull. I was feeling, man, if I so jealous love our fantasy tribe, but like, man, yeah. Hashtag wish I had a Paul. Wish I had a Paul. I wish I had the Paul. If Paul was one of the Beatles, St. Paul, I wish I had St. Paul. He'd be George Harrison. Thought mm. I was going to say Paul McCartney, but nope, he's the best Beatle. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Paul, yeah. Just blowing it out of the water early on in the challenge. Uh, Santoni, on the other hand, she now, I, everyone's a different type of player, right? Absolutely. And Santoni completely proves her worth later on in the episode, but is not a, a huge, physical, not a physical threat. No, and she's really struggling. I mean, this is a very active challenge. The beginning of it, it required like just climbing up that fucking thing would be so rough. And no. then having to get back afterwards. Exhausting. I couldn't do any better myself. And Santoni doesn't Paul is it is it Paul that runs back to help her? I think it is like it's like Paul all over this episode. Um Okay, so where am I here? Yeah, I mean there's just like Santoni is walking at times. You can tell that she's just completely exhausted, not she able to run anymore. She starts running. But and it's like, not Paul, it's Chappies. Chappies okay. runs back and like which is a wraps an arm around her cuz she like is running and falls cuz she's completely. so exhausted. I will say the tribe overall the people, her, you know, her tribe mates around her, very kind. Saying, the Orange Tribe is so supportive. Good positivity, clapping for her, pointedly telling her. Uh, yeah, you got the go. I'm like, pointedly a lot on this yeah, episode. Yeah, it's okay. Because <laughs> um, you keep pointing at me. I'm just really trying to get them to post that under the hashtag. That's proper mm-hmm. Midwest mannerisms hashtag. Pointing. That's pointed. Um. Yeah, good positivity from the the Orange Tribe. That's really cool. Like, it's really great to have a tribe. Like, even as the host, Nigo's kind of yelling negative. Like, you can't be walking right now. You need to be running. And then the tribe, like, over yells him. Like, oh, you're doing great. Keep it up. You're awesome. 
But then as it so often does in both immunity and reward challenges, it comes down to the puzzle, the puzzle. Well, and this kind of puzzle, the one where you have to like spin around all these pieces to fit in a piece. Once you get one puzzle piece, yes, it makes it like boom. Once the first one is so so hard, but once, but once you, you have one, it's a cascading thing from yes. there. Absolutely, and we see that here because what happens is they're both at the puzzle at some point. Maybe yeah. I forget what tribe gets there first. It's probably whatever tribe Paul is on. Yeah, Zumbra. Um, so Zambra. Therizo is doing the puzzle. Zumbra. She taps to Sean. Who yes. taps to Dino. Who then... Dino really fucking redemption story on this episode. If we thought Dino was faltering a little bit, I mean, maybe he puts a a target on his back, but only because he's playing at such a high octane level in this episode. Well, and it's like, he put a huge... Okay, so they get to the puzzle. Um, Dino gets the first piece in, and like we mentioned, Cascade... Boom, 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 boom. All yes, of he's them just in. like he's just like Dino has a piece. Dino has another piece. Meanwhile, on the other tribe, <laughs> Luna. Kieran starts, and she passes to Pinty, who passes to Paul, and then it just keeps passing. You yeah, know? like they nobody like, can get it. They're not getting a single piece. Meanwhile, Dino's got six pieces. Dino's got seven. It just keeps going. Dino right. doesn't need to tap out to anybody. Um, and he and he crowns himself the Puzzle King. It was great. Well, he, not, he doesn't crown himself, not through words, but through his amazing puzzling. He was Puzzle King. He becomes hashtag the Puzzle King. So, okay. So they win, which I'm really disappointed we did not get any shots this entire episode of them using the fishing kit. Oh, like, my gosh. What is, what, like, what? Are you kidding me? That's a great point. Like, that blew my fucking mind because I'm like, this... We always get the good shot of someone going out into the ocean trying to fish using the spear. I would love to know who on that. Yeah, I'd love to know who on that tribe is utilizing that fishing kit. Who who's the dyke? Who's the hyena this season? Who's the fucking um, Rupert? You know, who's going to be our fishing master? I'm just really, really bummed out we didn't get to see that. I hope next episode we'll get some of that action. But Dino um, put that huge target on his back. But he's he's so fucking smart. Every time that he does something wrong, he self-analyzes, recognizes the mistake he made, and like... Yes, he has a talking head where like he's like, I put a huge target on my back. I did so better at that puzzle than anyone else who competed. The self-awareness on Dino's part is very appreciated. Absolutely. I do have a note here just that uh, Vuna, they really did just fail collectively. As like, mm-hmm. You can't point your finger at any one of them because they were tapping out to each other so often. It feels like a whole collective tribal fail there. And uh, speaking of uh, probstisms, you get the I've got nothing for you from Nico as he sends Vuna away. And then hopping over to Vuna, we have Paul, Pinti, Anisu, and Chappie forming the Formidable Four. And I'm fucking into it. I love all four of them. The Formidable Four, or as I like to call them, hashtag Cap. Hashtag the Cap Tribe, Chappie, Aniso, Paul, Pinty, C-A-P-P, Cap. Oh, that's cool. But they want to add Santoni. They do want to, yeah. Santini? So, so Caps, C-A-P-P-S. <gasps> Caps, the Caps crew. Or Scaps. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, and I love the idea of Santoni being, or Santini, goodness gracious. Get me at, get Santoni. at me. Santoni. Thank you. Santini. Santony, Santony. Yeah. Um, I love the idea of Santony joining in with that group. I really I, hope Santony gets a chance to like 
prove her skills in this season. We get some some glimmers of it for sure on this episode. Absolutely. Anisu, though, is a little wary of Paul because she feels like a bit of a free agent, maybe not 100% tapped into the alliance. Yeah, and you know, Pinty and Anisu really have their hands in multiple pots here. They both are like playing different sides and having multiple conversations with different groups. And I'm I'm wondering when that comes back to bite them in the butt. Particularly Anisu. I mean, we touched on this last episode that like everyone wants to be in alliance with Anisu. Anisa's super popular. Mm-hmm. I now do you think Anisa's ride or die core alliance is Warda? That they're the yoga yogis together. Mm. I you know, I think they have some secret conversations this episode. I I really do. And they're playing it really low key. I think that they are like ride or dies, but really, really playing it low key. It's hard. It's a little, you know, it's always a little, okay, what's going on with Anisu? Where does her true alliance lies? It feels like it's really with the four, but then it feels like maybe she's being tempted to like get Pinty out or that's at least a possibility. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I feel like her home base where she like always gives all the info is to Warda. Absolutely. I'd like I wouldn't hate to see the two of them go very far. No, I, I dig it. I, I dig like it a Warda. Lot. Paul Paul in there with it. I'm super into it. And Chappy. There's um, more Carla Pinty friction so going much. on. They really are butting heads. And uh Santony, she's into that. She's like, you know, hoping that they they pick apart at each other and that turns out to be okay for me, that it takes the heat off maybe like a not amazing physical performance at the reward. Absolutely. And do you... Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 you're good. Do you have anything else before? I was just going to say, speaking of challenges, are you ready to head into immunity? I think we take a break. Yes, we do. Maybe we get you some more of those sweet, sweet leg surgery um, relief drugs and uh, some apple juice, maybe. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So with that, I'm going to apple it up and then we will be back here with immunity and tribal. Welcome back to Survivor Cast International, South Africa, season Eight. of Immunity Island, and episode two. We are at the Immunity Challenge. That we are. All right. Yeah. So someone, I think it's Kieran. 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 Uh, Kian has the egos trip, but humble don't stumble quote here. Did you catch that? No, I did not. Words to live by. I love that. Heroes. What is it? Uh, egos trip, but humble don't stumble. Ooh. Well, I don't know when he says that, but... It was a lady who said it. Oh. Uh, who's the Q... I, I couldn't remember her name last week. Kian. Uh, Kian. Kian. I believe it's Kian. Oh, okay. It. Cool. In regards to what, though? Um, Just the immunity challenge, I guess. <laughs> Interesting. And then we have Nico talking about how the game is really built around adversity the the challenges the the social adversity and the the na- the natural the nature you know weather speaking of weather it looks really cold and breezy you see people in their like tank tops and shorts just like shivering and holding themselves and the weather does loom in this episode it, especially in a little bit so the immunity challenge it's an obstacle course where you have to carry a bag a big bag that's filled with coconuts and sandbags 
Um, after you carry it through an obstacle course, up like you have to crawl under things, throw it, it up, and climb over. And there's various bags, right? Yes. And each member competing has to make it through the obstacle course, and you have to get all the bags. Right. Um, once you get all the bags through, you have to separate the sandbags from the coconuts. Now, do you want to break this down? Or are you going to give us a rundown and then we're going to jump in? I'm going to give a rundown of the cool. overview of the challenge and then just clear. Once you've separated the sandbags from the coconuts, you have to throw them at blocks arranged with the image of your tribe on it. So a snake and a skull. Yep. Once you knock the blocks down, you have to rearrange them into that image as a puzzle. And then you win. Yeah. So... This obstacle course has quite a few components. It does. The first part, like I was describing earlier, is like an over-under thing, but then you lead to this like teeter-totter. What do you mean by... Oh, like a, like there's like hurdles almost. You have yeah. to go over and then under, mm-hmm. which Santoni, not the hardest fall that happens, but takes a, a bit... Not Santoni, uh, uh, Pinty takes a pretty hard fall doing the over-under. Okay. Santoni sits out for Vuna. Yeah. Which is a, a strong call. call on their part. Absolutely. I mean, this... Proves to be a pretty difficult challenge for a lot of people. Absolutely. Specifically at the seesaw. Yes. So you are carrying your bag. You need to like balance yourself. And it's when you get to the middle, you have to switch the weight from one side to the other so that the teeter-totter like goes down so you can walk back down it. Um, Rainier oh my takes gosh. a super big fall, just like right on his head and neck. And this is after lots of people have struggled with it. I mean, like Therizo, to the point where like some people are crossing it, having given up their bag of coconuts and sandbags, and some people are doing too. But Rainier's fall, I mean, I'm like, my God, did he did he fucking break his neck? It was and terrifying to watch. I thought he would for sure have some like whiplash or some residual injury from that, but he seems totally fine. Yeah. Probably looks worse than it is and he landed in the correct way but like it's it looks bad full on onto his neck essentially he falls off the balance beam the teeter-totter onto his neck it did not look good a couple other people kind of fall this really brings that tribe down i do love um the shots that you get from kind of the end of the Mm teeter-totter you get like the camera on the opposite end moving up and down some fun cinematography and I do have a note that Rainier, on his second try, after that that really tough fall, he just powers through. Doesn't he, like, run? Uh, yeah, he, run like, it? he just, like, he's he has no issues on the second try. He's a little hot-footed, but he makes it through. Um, then they have to do the, um, like, balance beam that's all jig-jaggied. This is where Chappies also starts to really, like... I love Chappies in this episode. He's... He's killing it for his tribe. He's carrying two sandbags at several different points. Mm-hmm. He's really carrying the weight for his tribe. I think that, you know, there are a few people who really step up during this challenge. And I would agree, Chappie was definitely one of them. I think Chappie's, he he maybe makes it so Vuna continues their early lead and makes it hard for Zumbra to catch up. Yeah. But Sean is kind of the person on Zumbra. He's the Chappies of Zumbra carrying two bags at once really going hard i'm trying to remember who sean is he's the guy who had the the like messy tribal last week oh yeah yeah yeah. okay he yep. really does a great job in this challenge sean has like super heightened emotions i dig it yeah i i kind of you know it's something that at first maybe repels me a little bit but i'm warming to a little bit so it's our right to be messy it's okay and then it's time to so you separate the sandbags and 
smash. Oh, yeah, this is so great. Smashed it. Smash smashes. So good. He does such a good job of getting them caught up to the Vuna tribe. Because they just have to, like, totally whack all these things down. Smash, smash. Smash, smash. It's like Hulk smash, but if the Hulk's name was smash. Okay. Smash, smash. smash. Do you have the names of the people working on the puzzle? I have that it's Dino and Keon on the puzzle. Um, I don't know who's on the other team on the puzzle. I don't know who's doing the puzzle for Vuna. I just have a note that Vuna completely flubs the puzzle. Oh, so much so. It's two ladies and they're, you know, there's a thing where like you're working on the puzzle and your tribe is yelling things out. I think it can be helpful. And if it's not helpful, ignore them. Don't do what they do and look back and be like, shut up, guys, knock it off. That's not that's someone such... legit. Like one of them legitimately says shut up. Definitely doesn't like you know, endear you to the tribe and it doesn't endear you to the audience either. It's such an mm-hmm. off putting thing to do. Not. A, yeah. It's just like you are so preoccupied with how other people are talking to you right now that like, and I get it. Like maybe it's just like so much input that you just can't handle it. But like, I, yeah, you know, and you're just like, I need you to stop. Yeah. But maybe try not to do that. Or maybe realize that they're actually helping. Yes, because they completely flub it. Dino, he dusts off his puzzle master crown from earlier. Now they keep showing the back of the puzzle. And the back of the puzzle looks way easier than the skull on the front of the puzzle. So I'm wondering why no one is focused on the snake on the back. Did you see the snake being built on the back? Well, isn't one tribe building a skull and one tribe building a snake? Because one tribe has a snake as an emblem and one tribe has a skull as an emblem? No, I think they're both the same. I think the fronts are skulls and the backs are snakes. Really? Yeah, and, and one's so, easier than the other. Well, looking at the snake on the back, it looks like it'd be way easier to put the snake together than put the skull together. And so I'm just surprised that nobody's utilizing that mm. backside puzzle. That's really interesting because I can, I definitely thought that the Vuna tribe was building a skull and that the Zumbra tribe was building a snake. And I didn't realize that it was like one side is a skull and one side's a snake. I question if you're correct on that. I'm pretty sure I'm correct because. Um, it wouldn't make sense to have them building separate things because the puzzle might then be easier or harder. That's good. That's a good point. So I'm yeah. almost positive that it was a skull on the front and a snake on the back. And nobody's focused on that easy snake on the back. I will. That's a great thing to pick up. And I will say that anytime I do question your calling of these things, I'm always wrong. So I will defer to you. Um, um, lots of teamwork happening for Dino's team. You know, lots of camaraderie, lots of like... Um, trying to help each other out, but in a really positive way. I noticed that while the challenge was going on. Well, and there's, are we, there's a moment where I think um Dino is very savvy here because he felt like he put a target on his back after the reward challenge and mm-hmm. being the puzzle master there. I think it's really smart, and I'm not saying that it's at all a manufactured moment. I think it's completely genuine, but he gets emotional. And Nico talks to him about that a little bit. And it's like, yeah, it's a big deal to win immunity. Yeah. But Dino says this thing of like, yeah, it just points out like what an amazing group of people and what a strong tribe we are. And I think it's so smart that he really point, I'm saying pointedly. pointedly again, yeah. He, he does such a, he makes such an effort to bring it back as a tribal thing. And I think that does a lot of work to move the spotlight off of him. Mm-hmm. And it's a tribal victory. We did this collectively. It wasn't Dino doing the puzzle. It was Dino and Keon and the whole tribe together. Absolutely. And you see lots of shots of Sean and Dino, like, hugging. And Sean's kind of, like, 
crying face and Dino's crying face. And it's like, even as they're walking away after it, the guys are just like hanging on each other. It's like, Sean, you totally hated Dino at the beginning of this episode. You totally wanted him out three days ago. A lot can change in three days. I think that just like reiterates how much can change moment by moment while playing Survivor. Can you imagine in the moment the goodwill of winning Mm. an immunity challenge and just like being that pumped up and how excited collectively as a tribe you must be. It must be so easy just to ride that high and let it. And now we're not going to tribal tonight. So I can let all of my frustrations and animosities fall away and completely just fall into kumbaya mode. Right. Absolutely. There's a moment I love where, um, Nico when checking the puzzles is, uh, Zumbra thinks they have it. And then I think it's Sean in the background again. You hear him go, we do. We do. <laughs> it's hilarious. Sean is a sassy and I love it. So then we, um, we pivot over to the, you know, so uh, Zumbra wins. So yes. they get to send someone from Vuna to Immunity Island. San Tony. They pick San Tony, the lady next to Chappies. And then we really don't get anything else. About Zumbra for the rest of the episode. Zumbra is completely out of the episode. Which I, I don't know. I, I wanted that fucking fishing scene. I mean, I like. Where maybe, was my fishing scene? I would have liked to check in with them once, maybe. But I do get that. Like, okay, Vuna's going to tribal, so that's who you're going to focus on. Right. Um. So, Santoni on Immunity Island is where we go next. Yes. Okay. Can we just talk for a minute about how glorious her hair is? Oh my gosh. Can I say you love Santoni's hair and I'm on board with that. I love Santoni's voice. And I really feel like I'm pegging myself as like an American Midwestern, like, Oh, you know, look at the exotic accent and other people have accents, but her, she just has a a beautiful voice. Hey, Santoni. Talk sweet to us. <laughs> Says uh, my drugged out, broken co-host. Mm. You've only started to uh, nod off and bump the microphone a couple times. I'm sorry. No, I'm it's trying okay. really hard. You're bringing a great energy. It's a sleepy <laughs> podcast pajama. If you haven't put your pajamas on yet. What the fuck is your problem? Or raided your medicine cabinet. Please do. Uh, that is a joke, by the way. Don't abuse prescription drug- drugs. No, just take them if you're in crazy amounts of pain and your doctor prescribed them for you for that reason. So hashtag team tie-dye for Santoni, yes. right? Yeah. Okay, uh, and so then Santoni is given her choice. Her challenge is that she has to swing this wooden ring. It's on a rope, and it, you know, of course, there's the whole sand timer thing, which, did we ever... There is a word for those. Why can't we think of... Uh, Oh my gosh. Again, I think we got hung up on this last week too. Those things that the sand drains out of and it tells the time. There's a specific oh, yeah. word for it. Um, well, there's one of those. And so within a certain amount of time, she has to swing this ring at a peg and get it to land on the peg. And I definitely didn't think she was going to get it at first. But she does. Yeah, she totally kicks butt. There's this, it. you know she's going to do it because it slows, it goes yeah, there's like, slow motion. Tries like four times, but there's like there's some great camera work going on here too. Lots Absolutely. of different angles and like really clean, nice shots of the ring moving through the air. Um, if you know if she wins, she gets a clue to an idol. If she were to have lost, she would have one vote automatically cast against her at tribal. And I feel like last week we didn't get to see what the prize slash consequence was prior to. Mm. the play yeah that's interesting i don't remember i feel like that was the case but she does win so she 
there's a clue to an idol which is hidden in the wall behind the seats at Tribal. Yes. And she can either go and grab it right away or find it and leave it there and grab it and use it when she needs it. Which would you do? Well, first of all, I love this. Yeah, I it's love, fucking great. Yes, I think I would most definitely, a thousand percent, no question, find it. I would do exactly what Santoni does. I would find it, leave it, and grab it when I need it. Because I don't think anyone else is going to be looking for it. And I would just bank on the fact that there's no, be, no other clues dropped for that particular That's idol. a big banking. It is a big banking. I feel like I would definitely try to take it out if I could sneakily. It's no way. There's no way you can do it without getting if caught. If you're the last person to walk out, like just arrange it so you're the person who's last walking out of the room and sneak it because I I bet that someone else will have the same a similar clue hmm. to that. And I, I bet you you maybe can't like I mean, I'm always trying to keep an eye out for possible producer meddling. I bet you're chances of maybe them giving someone a clue to that idol would increase if you leave it there oh yeah absolutely well because even on the island it's like so she's on immunity island she's like okay well there's got to be something there's got to be another clue somewhere for a different idol this is where like i'm like santoni maybe not a huge physical presence but there's so many different ways to be a strong survivor player absolutely Probably great at puzzles and fucking just showing her savvy left and right here. Oh man, she even finds so she never yeah. even crossed my mind. No, that you would look for that there, but of course there's going to be something hidden there. And so you see her find a clue for an idol back at camp. Yes. So not only is she safe from this vote when she heads back, but she knows where one idol is and she has a clue for another one. Sitting in a really good position right now. Oh, absolutely. She Especially does... if she can get in with a group. That will bring her along to a certain point, and she's able to hold those two until merge. Oh, yeah. That would be crazy. She does say something like when she finds the hidden immunity clue for the one at camp, go boss, no pun. I think is what, what she the said. Fuck? Are you referencing the boss? I don't know. Springsteen? And no punning? Are you talking about old man Bruce Springsteen? Oh my gosh. No, no, she's not. My classic impersonation. Old man Bruce Springsteen. Old man Bruce Springsteen. Listen to my impersonations of him. Peppered throughout the podcast. All of our different coverage. He shows up every now and again. Oh, he certainly does. All right. So Too Luna, bad he's not talking to Barack Obama tonight. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try a Barack <laughs> Obama impersonation. Um so yeah, we don't get anything else from Zumbra. No, but at Vuna there is so much rain. Things are getting wet. Mm. it rains they have to move to these caves which maybe don't look when i think of a cave i think of like something like a like full an on, enclosed area yeah something that goes into a rock face that has walls and like you know a hallway leading into it almost this is really like just an indenture into the wall kind of like an overpass it, it, you know it seems like the rock has been eroded somewhat mm -hmm. it, it doesn't provide a ton of shelter but a little bit it it protects them from the rain minimally mike and pinty they're the two on the block yes mike because people think he's very formidable they think he's very crafty that he knows a lot about survivor pinty because there's this narrative emerging that maybe she's aggressive and kind of uh rubbing some people the wrong way meaning she rubbed carla the wrong way yes and carla is in love with mike and so mike does anything that carla wants and then they told 
who? That one dude that was talking to Anisu? Mike? When they walked up, not Mike. Um, Tyson? He, no. Not no Street Tyson. Well, somebody else. But, yeah, it's like... Pinty is too direct for Carla. Yes. And that has led to Pinty being pointed or like colored as an aggressive, like rude in your face player, which I don't get those vibes at all. It's like, no, you and Pinty don't get along. Can I also say it was so interesting at immunity. Carla was super emotional after losing and it was like, oh, I'm just so sad we have to send someone home. But then there's an interesting moment of she and Pinty hugging and like Pinty comforting Carla. And it's also interesting that like Pinty is not targeting Carla despite all the friction they've had. Right. Pinty is very much not playing that emotional game, not playing with like, oh, this person rubs me the wrong way. But her whole thing that she pitches to Anisu is we vote off Mike, Carla becomes lost little lamb which I think should be Carla's rap name, Lost Lil' Lamb. That's great. And um, and then she's going to come and join our alliance. So she's actually trying to, you know, I mean, it's ultimately for Pinty's own gain, but to fold Carla into her alliance while Carla is just trying to vote Pinty off. Why not do it vice versa and vote out Carla and keep Mike? Are Mike and Carla in love? I hope so. That's the other potential showmance that could pop up. I'm so into that. I mean, had, you know, fingers crossed for the Mike and Carla. Would you rather see that over Rainier and Amy? Yeah. Okay. Well, do you have anything else before we hop into tribal? Um, I just feel like I'm about to be heartbroken is what I have in my notes. And yeah. I feel like I was heartbroken. I was really worried and I thought Mike was going to go home, but... Let's let's hop into it. Well, and then Anisu. Anisu is telling lots of people lots of things. Yes. I feel like this is going to get Anisu in trouble here in a little bit. I like Anisu a lot. I like her too. And I hope that she can keep up this balancing act. But she is she's playing a dangerous game. She is has a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of forks in the fire. A lot of forks in the fire. Iron. Irons in the fire. Iron, that's what it is. Forks and irons. That's how many things in the fire she's got. But are Carla and Mike falling in love? I mean, I think so. Sparks. That smile. That smile that he smiled at her. It's got to be. That smile he smiled at her. All the right. Mike and Carla story. Absolutely. Should we head to tribal? Yes. Let's do it. Santoni returns. Pinty is already looking worried as fuck at the very beginning of tribal. Yes. I have a note here. So like, here's why I feel like you can't be like Santoni is looking around for the idol and it looks like she's like fucking seeing ghosts or something. It's so conspicuous. Oh yeah. Looking left and right. I don't even know if she finds it. I don't know if she notices it, but she is being very obvious that she's looking for something. There's some talk of, uh, there's a black sheep in every family. Who's the black sheep of your tribe. But what do you think of Nico's amazing salt and pepper hair? I mean, he looks great. Yeah. He's a great look. Oh, yeah. Is he, he might be the most handsome of all the hosts that we've seen so far. Maybe. Hashtag handsome host. Hashtag handsome host. So Santoni can't vote. No. Um, You know, there's a lot of talking, just a lot of like banter. I think there might be a Except little. Except from Paul. Paul is quiet as fuck. But he did. This is where I have the note. He makes some comment about like, you know, is this person a handbag or someone that can actually like really benefit your game in the long run? Talking about people that you end up making alliances with. Yeah. Um, and I, again, quiet and charismatic. I like he hasn't said much, but he's made a huge impact throughout this whole episode, I feel like. Yeah. So 
even during this episode, there's lots of convert or during tribal, there's lots of conversation about like what's going to make the tribe cohesive. There have been some people who have been rubbing people the wrong way. How do we leave this tribal as a cohesive group? Which I think is what has Pinty fucking worried. Yes. I will. Uh, one thing I noticed before they go to vote, uh, the snake coming out of the skull eye is such a big motif in this season. Yeah. Um, it's both the voting container and it's uh, part of every torch as well. I was going to well. say, isn't that the top of the torch? Yeah. It's crazy. Right. Um, so here it comes. The voting area. I wish we got a little bit more time to like see what's going on in there because it looks really neatly made up. It does look super cool. It almost like so Survivor South Africa, Malaysia had that kind of like crashed plane thing that they were working right. with. It looks similar where there's some cargo and netting and stuff going on. There's definitely some netting and some like pots, I think, or something hanging from it. I'm just really curious. I would love a little bit of a look at that voting area. Even if they release something like that online, it'd be super cool. That would I, be really cool. I hate the way the fire looks. It has this like faux mm. rock thing going on. Yeah. I, I keep an eye out for it. It really annoys me every time I see it. I will make sure to check it out. There's a few things I need to pay attention to. <laughs> so the votes come in. Yep. Two votes for Mike. Two votes for Mike. One vote for Warda. Where did that come from? Right? That's what I'm curious about. Because it's like Pinty and Anisu vote for Mike. Well, and we never watched the next time because we yeah. have no spoilers. So that means we also don't see the like the rundown Who's of who voted for, for who? who and the, the person's last thoughts, which is maybe something that we're missing out on. But maybe that's okay. We're, hey, we're almost done. I appreciate maybe. you powering through our south africa coverage oh the pain is just starting to get there i am i can tell well i four minutes past pill taking time that's why we gotta get you one of those homemade pot pies to boost Ooh, you up there we go homemade by you <laughs> and you you did some okay so two, one for warda two for mike and that means that there's five for pinty that's so sad how did everyone flip on pinty it fucking broke my heart and it made like i'm so what happened to the fucking Fam, well, the formidable, the formidable four. Yes. What the heck, Chappy? So. What the fuck? What happened to Cap? Yeah, Caps. Chappie, what happened to Caps? Anisu, Pinta, Pinty, and Paul. That's disappointing. Hashtag pissed for Pinty. Hashtag Pinty proud. Hashtag Pinty Palooza. Hashtag justice for Numfundo. I was really bummed out. Yeah. And even though half of our fantasy tribe just got fucking eliminated just like that thanos snapped out of existence so unfair i'm still happy that pinty was on our tribe i am too i really wish that we could have seen pinty go further but i i guess carla and mike pulled it out they pull it out their love will reign eternal i guess no because they pulled out so they're not having babies okay well i mean maybe that's why their love will reign eternal <laughs> All right. So that's our coverage this week. I want the all-star of this episode's got to go to co-host Jackie, who, you know, we apologize for the the slight audio disturbances, the bumps, the echo. The slightly phasing in and out. I don't think I did too bad, but. You did a great job. All right. Time I for you to it. rest up some well-deserved pain medication. Hell yeah. Check us out on Twitter at. At INT SurvivorCast. Find our Survivor New York coverage coming later this weekend. Find our Survivor CNU coverage and catch us next week where we will be covering episode three. Um, also, we've talked a lot about our fantasy tribes. Go to uh, SurvivorFantasyTribes.com and, you know, for the upcoming U.S. season. 
for other reality games. Make your own fantasy traps. It's a lot of fun. It's it's a blast. I want to shout out Slaying the Dragon Pod. I want to shout out Revive Survivor UK. Yes. All of our lovely Survivor podcasting, online Survivor community. Love you all. And, you know, rate. Review. Review. Subscribe. Subscribe. And see you later.